This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's time for BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, breaking down all the betting angles you need to put money in your wallet. <laughs> obviously, I'm going with Illinois in the championship game. And yeah, obviously, I'm going with Illinois. That's just, uh, that's, yeah, I mean, we all knew that was going to happen. What a great job, Loyola. Incredible. Yep. Another fairy tale ride is underway for Loyola Chicago. I'm a bit sad. Actually, I'm lying. I'm quite devastated. On the BetQL Audio Network. It wasn't just Jake Hassan there. It wasn't just Eli Hershkovich taking the Illini all the way. Soon as Selection Sunday went down, you saw it everywhere. Illinois Gonzaga, Illinois Gonzaga. Then I became very, very concerned, Horvat. Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvat here at BetQL Daily. Let's continue the College Hoops conversation with John Gasway at John Gasway on Twitter. College basketball writer for ESPN.com, author of Miracles on the Hardwood. Want to ask him about that later on in the conversation. Uh, but, John, we have to start with the first game of the day on Sunday. Have you recovered after uh, witnessing the Illini bounce out in round number two? Uh, I'm not sure I will recover until, uh, and I'm speaking as an Illinois grad here, uh, until the Illini reach the Sweet 16 at some point. I want to see that before uh, I pass away. (laughs) (laughs) It's been been 16 years, uh, coincidentally Mm -hmm. enough, since they reached the 16, and uh, it looks like it's it's going to be at least 17. That that is the that is the next goal, and I, I had a really good. Uh, feeling, you know, what with the whole one seed and, and everything that it would it would happen this year. Um, but this is this is what we sign on for for the NCAA tournament. You know, I as a fan watching March Madness, I love upsets. Yay! You know, Abilene Christian, Oral Roberts, that's great. And then when it happens to your team and the whole country is saying, "Yay, we love underdogs," then you know, I turn I turn primal and angry. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? How yep. dare you pull against my team? So this this is the business we have chosen. Uh, the chaos came and got my team, and uh, better luck next year. Yeah, and we don't want to sit here and and not give credit to Porter Mosier and every Crutwick with the game that he had yesterday. Just everything going on with Loyola. We don't we don't want to do that at all or, or give excuses here. I mean Underwood clearly was out coaching that matchup, but but do you feel? Uh, that the committee did them wrong by putting a top 10 Ken Palm team on that eight line? Well, in, you know, speaking again, purely as an Illinois fan, you know, taking off my ESPN hat, putting on my black eye for a second. 
mm-hmm. it actually makes it a little better that, you know, the Illini were so thoroughly beaten and dominated. I, I take some comfort in the fact that, you know, Loyola yesterday would have beaten the Lakers. Uh, that, that makes it a little bit be- that makes it a little bit better. You know, I mean, th- this was their day. And full credit, you know, they played a brilliant game. And full credit to Porter Moser, Cameron Crutwig, you know, is is apparently should be the Wooden Award winner the way he played on both offense and defense. So, you know, they, they came by it honestly. And then, you know, yeah, Loyola probably was not seated correctly, but I'm, I'm highly conscious of, you know, the lamest uh, fan lament possible is, Oh, we shouldn't play that team better than us that early. You know, well, if that's what you're reduced to as a complaint, <laughs> you're, yeah. you don't have uh, you don't have a lot of standing. You know, the, the the trick is to be the better team to start with, no matter when you play that opponent. So, uh, yeah, we we know now that Loyola uh, had the wrong seed, but uh, all is fair in, in bracketing and seeding, and, and Illinois just got whipped. And, John, in the Midwest, a lot of overreaction today involving the Big Ten, who I considered all season long to be the best conference in all of college basketball. But yesterday, Wisconsin goes down, as expected, to Baylor. Uh, Rutgers unable to pull off the upset. Still got some teams in the field today. Iowa's going to tip off in about an hour. Michigan's still alive. And then Maryland. Who do you think of the remaining teams can make the deepest run? Is it Michigan, even without livers? And are you disappointed a little bit in the Big Ten after what we saw yesterday? On paper, it is Michigan without livers that can make the deepest run. I think Michigan should just take a page from Villanova's book. Everybody wrote off the Wildcats when Colin Gillespie went down. Uh, Villanova still has very good players besides Colin Gillespie. They've righted the ship. They've reached the Sweet 16. Michigan has you know, fantastic talent, uh, deep with, without Isaiah Livers. They can do the same thing. Uh, I wouldn't look past Iowa either. Uh, the fan in me very, very much wants an Iowa Gonzaga game in the Elite Eight, the, you know, potentially the two best offenses in the country. What's not to love about that? And sure, the Big Ten has been a disappointment. Uh, you know, this is uh, what happens when you play an NCAA tournament. They're, the league as a whole is not going to get to the number of, you know, barring something spectacular, is not going to get to the number of wins, you know, it should have had by seed. And it will get yelled at, and that's you know what happens in the NCAA tournament. I, I stand by my my tweet. Uh, I should probably pin it. It says, I, "I don't know who will lose today, but I do know that their coaches are an absolute joke, and the conference is way overrated." <laughs> um, that's that's the way it works in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, no doubt. With uh, John Gasaway, ESPN dot com. Uh, John, there is going to be a an opportunity for a fifteen to make the Elite Eight. Oregon State as a 12. Syracuse, the winner of UCLA, Abilene Christian today to take down the winner of Bama, Maryland. I, I don't know how many upsets you were expecting, but uh, is this more chaos than you expected? Yes, it's more chaos. Even if today goes all chalk, uh, this will be one of the most extreme uh, Sweet 16s we've seen by seed since 1985 and since the modern bracket era. And uh, there's a, you know, there's a decent chance that this, this sweet 16 can set the record. So this is extreme. And again, as a fan, I I love it. You know, if your bracket is in tatters, uh, take some comfort from the fact that it is this uh, wild. We, We don't usually see, uh, low seeds perform this great, but it, you know, it recurs, 
uh, once every 10 to 15 years, and, and this is the year. Um, I do, you know, if I can say this as an Illinois fan in, in the ruins today, I can say it at any time. I do love this aspect of the NCAA tournament. There, there is nothing else uh, in sports quite like this. I don't expect that you know we'll get to a Final Four with, with all of these double-digit seeds. I, I do expect the water to find its own level, and you know maybe uh, Gonzaga and Baylor and some other usual suspects will be there at the end. And that's the balance of this event. That's why I love it. Is you know chaos uh, gradually receding into you know the best teams surviving, and those best teams define who they are by surviving. So. That's what we're seeing. Famous last words. Maybe every uh, team I just named is going to lose today. But, uh-huh. uh, we'll see what happens. And John, with that being said, who do you think gives Gonzaga their best shot? Because I'm with you. I would love, I mean, the basketball fan in me that loves points would love to see them play against Iowa. But I don't feel like they get enough respect. They average 92 points a game. They're undefeated. Do you feel that, like when we talk about the great teams in college basketball history, this is an undefeated team, and they're just beating up on teams. I don't feel like they get the proper respect. And also, can anybody hang with them? Like, who gives them the best shot to actually knock them off in this tourney? Yes, they are really that great. And no, that doesn't you know guarantee them a national title. Kentucky really was this great in 2015. It didn't work out for them. Uh, they were undefeated in the uh, all the way to the tournament. UNLV was this great 30 years ago. They were undefeated going to the tournament. Didn't work out for them. They didn't win at all. Um, these teams really are this great, but they've they've got to win it on the court. In theory, I would think that you know, although Iowa can can score with Gonzaga, yeah, conceptually, I I would prefer a team more like say Houston or Florida State or the now departed West Virginia, who actually did play Gonzaga and led them at the half. Uh, somebody who can just dominate on the offensive glass and, and test the Bulldogs in a, in a way they haven't been since that West Virginia game and, uh, you know, make, uh, get second chance points and make the Bulldogs take the ball, the ball out of the net to start their possessions and not just run wild. But Hey, uh, Iowa is as good a bet as any. They've certainly proven they can, they can score. Uh, they've got multiple shooters, uh, around Luca Garza and you know with luck we'll get to see that game because it would be fantastic hey it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels so whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With John Gasway from ESPN.com. And John, we, we get 18 games. What a treat. Coming up, uh, Iowa, Oregon. Tipping in a matter of minutes from right now. Uh, upsets have been the story so far as uh, we head into day four. Any teams on upset alert today? Well, you'd have to. I mean, let's let's look at the Big Ten glasses half full. <laughs> Maryland okay. can uh, can give Al- Maryland can give Alabama a game. Uh, this is a an excellent uh, team on defense, and uh, the Tide have looked fantastic. But they will be tested by a very good and very uh, rugged Terrapins team because that was a really good uh, Connecticut team that they had to get past just just to get mm-hmm. this far. So. I would say Alabama is on upset alert. 
Uh, I don't know what to say about uh, UCLA, Abilene Christian. I mean, that's two double-digit seeds. Um, it, you know, on paper, it's not a huge upset if the Bruins lose, but I, I do expect them to to be okay because I think they're going to take much better care of the ball than, than Texas did against Abilene Christian. And then uh, I would, you know, seeing the Big Ten glass through the the flip side, uh, Iowa's got its hands full with Oregon. Uh, that's a really good team. I'll be interested to see uh, the the narrative either way. If, if Oregon loses, it seems like it'll be well. They were they were rusty because they didn't get to play in the round of 64 because VCU had to drop out. On the other hand, if they win, it'll be because they were rested. So we'll we'll see what happens. But on on paper, uh, Oregon is 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 talented, and Chris Duarte is everything everyone says. And uh, the Hawkeyes will will really have to have their wits about them to uh, to make it past the Ducks today. John, I was a little disappointed that Cade Cunningham goes down because I enjoy watching him. We all know the big-name players that we'll be watching out for today. If you're watching Iowa, obviously you're going to look out for Luca Garza and you won't miss him. Who are some of the maybe underrated top players that you're going to be watching out for, not only today, but that are going to be remaining in the Sweet 16 that maybe people are sleeping on that you enjoy watching? Uh, he's certainly not underrated, but uh, maybe under-discussed. I am very much looking forward to seeing uh one and done Evan Mobley for USC go up against uh, Kansas. You know, that's, that's going to be uh, a great uh, collision with, uh, you know, it, it, we think of the Jayhawks as, as being a step down for what they are usually, but a step down from what Kansas is usually is still really, really good or a three seed for goodness sake. And uh, that, that will be a great game that I, I can't wait to watch both uh, in terms of the individual matchup and just the game. And then, uh, you know, uh, Creighton, Ohio, <laughs> to kind of come out of left field here. Uh, Preston has been uh, sensational, almost D-Wade at Marquette-like in terms of his, his combinations of, you know, points, rebounds, and assists. And uh, that is uh, that is going to be a really good game. And uh, that could be one more double-digit seed, speaking, uh, speaking of Coach Jeff Bowles and his Ohio Bobcats, that, uh, that makes it through to the Sweet 16. Mm. So uh, those are some of the individual matchups I'm looking forward to. John, tell us about your new book, Miracles on the Hardwood. It's a history of Catholic college basketball. It starts with Naismith and ends with the 2020 tournament being canceled. And uh, I worked on it for a couple of years, and I have to confess that in 2019, when I was arranging an interview uh, with Sister Jean, I had no idea that she would again be the uh, national um, celebrity uh, the very week that my book came out in 2021. So uh, the timing worked out. And if you if you just can't get enough of Sister Jean, I, I would refer you to page one of my book. Uh, it, it opens with an interview uh, in her office talking about college basketball, and she uh, really is amazing. She's she's been a fan of the game uh, for decades, and she played it. Uh, as a high school player in the 1930s in San Francisco, she's just she's fascinating. And uh, yeah, it's a book that tells the stories of all the great uh, Catholic teams of the past and the more recent past, like Villanova and Gonzaga. I hope people enjoy it. Very cool. Uh, yeah, you can find it everywhere. It's uh, I see it on Amazon right now. So that is Miracles on the Hardwood from John Gasway, ESPN.com. Thanks, John. Enjoy today. All right. Yeah, thanks. You too. 
John Gassaway. He's going to enjoy it as much as he can without his Illini. He thought they would certainly get to the Sweet 16, but it has been a wild, wild run already. I don't know if everything's going to calm down a little bit, Horvat. Maybe we see uh, a more of a chalky day today, but we know that we're going to get our, our fair share of upsets. So let's continue to break those matchups down. We started going over the first half of the card, but there's four other games that we need to hit. Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvat. this is BetQL Daily, and you're locked into the BetQL Audio Network.